Hey everyone, welcome to the Interview Expert Podcast. I'm your host, Owen Murray, an interview coach, podcaster, and recruitment manager. Thanks to each of you who come back to listen, learn, and grow. This podcast is where hiring managers from diverse backgrounds share their insights to support you on your interview journey. Join us as we explore tips, strategies, and real-world experiences to help you ace your next interview and land your dream job. And welcome to today's episode, The Importance of a Good LinkedIn Profile. I am thrilled to have a special guest with me today, Raoul Mamand, a sales leader at LinkedIn. I believe you'll truly enjoy this one. In this episode, Raoul and I discuss how important your LinkedIn profile is when looking for a new job. But that's not all. We'll also delve into Raoul's remarkable journey, his mother being a refugee, and how he made his way to Ireland, eventually thriving in his career. So whether you're a job seeker eager to crack the interview code or someone seeking inspiration from an incredible life story, this episode is packed with valuable insights from a unique perspective. So let's get started. But before we do, I have one favor to ask you. The majority of people who watch and listen to this podcast have yet to hit the follow or subscribe button. I can't tell you how important this is. If you hit that follow or subscribe button, I promise I will get more guests that you want to see. And thank you for lending me your ears, whether you're walking, running, at the gym, walking the dog, cooking, whatever you're up to. Thanks for listening to the interview experts. Raul, how are you? Welcome to the show. Hey, Owen. I'm doing well. How are you? Great, great. Uh, Good to have you on. Uh, Raul, could you tell me your story? Yeah, first of all, thanks, uh, thanks for having me, Owen. Uh, just to, just to quickly introduce myself to the, to your audience. Uh, my name is Raul. I'm a sales manager at LinkedIn. I've been in my role for close to five years at the moment. And prior to that, I was managing uh, several teams or different teams in, um, in Microsoft. So that's from a professional background. Uh, from personal background, um, I'm a husband. Uh, I'm a son of a refugee family. Um, lived in four different countries, China, Netherlands, UK, and now in Ireland. And I hope to give your audience all the tips, the tricks, and share my experience as a hiring manager, but also potentially share my experience on um, the recruitment process from a um, job-seeking perspective. Fantastic. And out of all those countries, Raul, I I presume Ireland is your favorite, right? Yeah, absolutely. Else, I would have not stayed here for the for the, for the last <laughs> ten years, almost. Okay, good answer. <laughs> yeah. well, I love uh, that. Thanks for sharing that, Raúl. No worries. No worries. Perfect. Um, so, um, Raúl, what is the most memorable moment in your career so far? <clears throat> it's a good question. I think uh, the most memorable moment in my career so far is. Uh, I'm really, um, I'm really happy that I took the risk when I graduated from uh, from uh, my university and moved to China. Um, I think I've learned a lot mm-hmm. about myself on personal level, but also, you know, I've gained the necessary experience. So I've graduated in 2008, Owen, and I think uh, you can recall it wasn't the best time to to be graduating with uh, the crisis mm-hmm. going on, etc. So I made at that time a very uh, conscious decision and it was a little bit of risk as well. It's kind of like, you know, leave everything behind and, you know, like explore the world a little bit. 
Um, and I didn't thought anything about like, you know, um, kind of like learning more about myself. I thought like it's a great experience and I'm just going to do that for six months in China. But the six mm -hmm. months ended up in three years. And I'm very grateful because, uh, again, like, you know, I've learned so much about myself uh, and I encourage everyone to at least, you know, travel um, or at least work uh, in, a, in, in a different country for, you know, minimum six months of period. It's a great experience, both from professional perspective, but what I really valued is mm -hmm. the personal experience uh, that I enhanced. Uh, I knew what drove me, you know, I knew my pitfalls. I knew my, you know, like my, in a way, you know, like the whole SWOT analysis, strengths, weaknesses, threat and opportunities. Yep. Yeah, in my head, I've done that for myself at that time. Uh, so it really enabled me to understand myself much, much better. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, I totally agree with you, right? I, I did a lot of traveling myself, um, yeah. sort of a lifetime ago now, but, uh, traveled to Australia where I met my wife in Melbourne, who is only from up the road from me. Um, so it's a small world, uh, worked there and worked with different cultures and, uh, I got so, uh, much out of that, um, from a life experience, uh, perspective, both personally and professionally, um, and lived in New Zealand as well. Um, and also did a stint in London for five years and I got so much from that. And, uh, my advice actually to anyone sort of, you know, I suppose my advice to you back then would have been exactly what you did to travel the world and to work in different countries. Um, and uh, get a sense of different cultures because you can use all those life skills in uh in your both in your professional and your personal life in the future um, Absolutely. so yeah it was inv invaluable the uh, experience i had from it so yeah. um you did what i would adv would have advised you to do so um and i did it myself um, and totally agree with you living in another country is um you get so much from it um, yeah. thank you so much for sharing that um what what are people quite surprised to find out about you, Raoul? I think uh, I think you nailed one thing that I actually would like to emphasize on is the being being able to adapt, right? I think uh, specifically looking at yeah. Dublin, right, which I consider as a Silicon Valley of Europe. You have a lot of big multinationals established mm -hmm. here, but also smaller multinationals. Um, I think being able to, being adaptable, first of all, being able to collaborate with different cultures, right? I think that's something that mm -hmm. uh, I've really experienced by working in different countries. Um, and I think, you know, like uh, I can basically get along with all the, you know, different cultures, perspectives, opinions, you know, et cetera. And I think that's something that sometimes mm -hmm. surprises people uh, because, you know, being raised in a, being raised in Netherlands, which is a little bit more of a, you know, direct culture to the point, uh, while working with Americans, which tend to be a little bit less, less direct in communication and working style that sometimes can clash. Right. But I think, uh, I think that's yep. something that again, like I want to emphasize on importance of traveling. I think that's something that I really, you know, experience and learn on how to engage with, with, with different people, different cultures, different mindsets, yep. different views, beliefs, etc. Um, and also in the last year, I'm not, I'm not, I'm nowhere perfect in that aspect, Owen, right? But in the last couple of years, I really also worked on that to improve that even better. Uh, and the whole, mm -hmm. the whole, uh, idea of, you know, putting yourself in someone's shoes, you know, like having that empathy. Um, I think, you know, like if you're mm -hmm. conscious about that, um, you can really improve it. But, uh, but yeah, so, so again, like not an expert in that, but really worked a lot on, a lot on that aspect. And again, that's something that surprises people sometimes. 
Yeah, absolutely. And um, I, I'm just kind of thinking back to my LinkedIn days. So for our listeners, uh, myself and Rail used to work together. Uh, we partnered. Uh, I recruited for Rail's team and we used to travel to uh, Amsterdam to do networking events. And actually, when I was recruiting for the Benelux market, Rail, I, um, I needed to understand their culture um, a bit better um, because, uh, you know, like any other culture, like any culture, they are unique. Um, and I learned a lot from that. Um, so, um, you know, it was an invaluable experience uh, learning about that culture and recruiting for, for your team. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, and again, we're back to the sort of culture piece again. This seems to be a common thread <laughs> uh, that we're talking about uh, to, you know, the more people you speak to, the more cultures you, um, you know, get to know. You can use that in later life. You can also use it in interview situations as well. So if you're interviewing uh, someone from a particular culture, you know a bit more on what to expect uh, versus another culture, right? Yeah, um, I mean, so yeah, also, so yeah, it, it just also makes sense, Owen, right? If we do, if we if we think about the future, hmm. right, and the future is all about AI, automation, you know, like uh, scale, scale, hmm. scaling your 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 opportunities or challenges or whatsoever. So there's one thing, you know, that uh, mm-hmm. I had this discussion with, 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 with my mate a couple of days back. There's one thing that AI can't do, and that's the piece of collaboration, right? So it does the piece of working together. Yeah. People in general, like, right, and not even looking at the differences that we all have. And I think also the, the mm-hmm. future of work, the future of employment, if you look at the, uh, and this is according to my, you know, my view, I think the, the future of work will be really heavily tailored towards innovativity right so being a innovative person but mm-hmm. also be i think is going to be much more focused on working together you know having that collaborative mindset and obviously you know working together with, with different people from different uh culture aspects beliefs etc and that's again mm-hmm. something that ai uh, unfortunately not yet yet not yet uh, is not able to uh to, to perform yeah yeah i mean you make such a good point there, like humans hire humans, right? Um, and AI, yes, it will improve our, I think, our operations piece. So, um, and let us focus on maybe more important stuff. That's what I'm hoping uh, that the, that, that happens. Um, but, you know, working together is uh, so yeah. important. And I think if that's if that's what you consider the future of work, um, real, I think it's important to... Uh, you know, get that across in interview as well, how you've collaborated with uh, teams around you, with people above you, people below you. Um, That's an important part of it as well. Um, How do you want to be remembered? What do you you want to be remembered for, Raul? Yeah, it's a good, very good question. Um, I think I want to be remembered uh, when it comes to my legacy, right? Um, Again, I have two views, right? Personal and professional. but I tried to give you a answer that is in common. Um, I want to be a better version mm-hmm. of myself each day, right? And secondly, I want to have an impact mm-hmm. on people's lives, right? And thirdly, from a professional mm-hmm. perspective is, uh, I want to give uh, people who n- don't necessarily have the you know the right degree, the right experience, uh, a fair chance to employment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's really interesting, I think. You're touching on sort of diversity and inclusion there, right? Um, so, you know, there's been a huge uh, focus on this over the past uh, few years on uh, companies, you know, talking about how diverse and inclusive they are. 
whether they actually do what they say, I don't know. There are really good companies out there that, um, you know, are very diverse and inclusive. Um, and you're right, it's really important for everyone to have the opportunity, no matter what background you're from. Um, do you think companies are being sort of diverse and inclusive these days, or do you think there's a lot uh, to, to work on from that perspective? Yeah, so again, th this is my personal view, right? Uh, so, you know, like, mm. I'm not talking, so I get, this is fully my view. I think we can never do enough when it comes to um, diversity, inclusion, or belonging in general. I think there's always room for improvement. Um, however, I do have mm -hmm. to say, you know, like uh, uh, looking for my uh, looking for my uh, professional professional background, working in different companies, like I see, there's a huge focus on uh, making a making a inclusive environment so everyone can at least, you know, uh, be better further of themselves, and also looking at you know creating yeah. that diversity in the teams from a you know like rep level all the way to the leadership level. And it's uh, funny that uh, mm -hmm. this discussion now because we're derailing a little bit from 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 the initial conversation. That's okay, by the way. But I was reading actually today a mm -hmm. article uh, on Forbes.com, right? And it was about the impact of diversity, okay. inclusion, and belonging on decision-making process, right? And it was a graph that showed and it still stays stayed on my mind. And it was the graph was like the representation of gender only versus the representation of a diverse team, including gender uh, differences, the cultural differences, uh, and the ethnical differences, and what it meant for the decision-making process, right? Uh, and that survey was yeah. done, I think, uh, uh, across 600 companies, you know, and they've kind of like identified the, the uh, leadership team and saw how is the decision-making process looks like if there's only a male-driven mm -hmm. leadership team versus a more balanced and diverse and safe. And obviously the results, you know, like, were astonishing to me because the decision making process if you have a diverse team from a different uh culture background different gender right and and, and different views in say uh was increased with 80 percent and i'll send you a link to that uh, to that article as well but right. i was surprised yeah uh i wasn't surprised by the fact that you know like um having a diverse uh, having a diverse representation in team will increase the decision-making process, but I wasn't. But I was surprised by the big impact of that. Right? I didn't know that it, 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 it that it would have increased with eighty percent in a way. Yeah, it's a huge increase. Uh, and actually, for our listeners, I'll include that on this um, this episode. Um, that link that sounds really interesting. That article in Forbes. Um, yeah, there, there still is that. A gender gap there uh, when it comes to salaries um you know i think personally over my 13 years experience in recruitment um you know when it came down to offer stage um you know there was always a very small amount uh, a percentage of females that would negotiate their salary at the end of the process yeah uh, compared to their male counterparts um, and uh, that seems to be a common trend with uh, a lot of my clients that I speak to that when it comes down to negotiation that they just accept the offer um, that they get. Um, so, you know, when I'm working with a female uh, client, that's something I really focus on that, you know, it's important to negotiate the right salary for you and to feel motivated by that salary so you stay in your role. Um, so it's a really important part of the interview process. Um, and, you know, there's always a usually a bit of wiggle room to give you some sort of increase. 
Uh, but my advice to anyone interviewing is to negotiate, um, you know, in a, um, and, and come to a common ground with whatever company offer you your role. Um, it is expected to negotiate, uh, but to negotiate in the, in the right way um, to make sure that you're happy and the company's happy as well. Um, very good. And uh, Raul, uh, how can people find uh, sort of out about you and, and the work that you're doing at LinkedIn? So uh, I, I'm active on LinkedIn myself. Uh, so uh, feel free to add okay. me on LinkedIn and, and follow. Um, so furthermore, you know, like I, I try to, you know, uh, do, do better for the community. So um, I think me and you, we organized a very good event for the refugees, you know, helping them. Uh, to establish an island and, you know, like uh, help them to build that community or be part of the community of Irish community and, you know, stand financially mm -hmm. also on their feet. Uh, you know, and I'm exploring that as well to, uh, to, you know, like, how can I, how can I be a better support for the people that, uh, that are in need of that support? Uh, so, you know, potentially, mm -hmm. you know, uh, looking at, at mentorship, but again, this is all in discussion is nothing is finalized, but I am consciously thinking of, of setting up something on a regular basis whereby I can, you know, from, from my position and experience, I can help the people that uh, would like that help. Uh, and again, if you want to like, you know, if you're a job seeker and you want to have a chat one-on-one, -on -one, feel free again to add me on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm more than happy to, uh, to make some time okay. and to give you tips uh, and tricks that I know. Absolutely. And actually, on the mentorship piece, I have a mentor myself. Uh, she's been with me since the start of my business. Um, uh, shout out to Orly. But um, uh, the mentorship program with uh, the local enterprise office is invaluable. Um, I've been assigned a mentor free of charge uh, to open up my uh, to, for my startup business. Uh, but it's great that you're offering, you know, that type of um, advice and being a mentor, I think, is great because it really does give back and uh, brings. I think when I ask uh, someone about mentorship, it kind of, um, it you know, it it kind of brings you back to when you were like that, when you were a junior and you were looking for advice. Um, so that's great. Um, yep. I, you're you're working on LinkedIn, uh, Raul. So. Uh, I couldn't let the podcast end without asking you about the, link, the, the LinkedIn profile. What makes a good LinkedIn profile, do you think? Yeah, okay. It's, it's a very good, very good question. Because when I hire, and I've actually, you know, like interviewed hundreds of people. So, you know, I, and I'll be honest, I rarely, I rarely look at CVs. So my, my first view of this profile is and always will be LinkedIn profile, right? And if I see, you know, that that uh, that, that profile is not, uh, you know, it's not accurate or is missing data, you know, I, and again, we all do that, you know, it's called, you know, uh, making assumption, you know, and bias and etc. Yeah. I try to obviously stop that bias. I mean, and I look at CV, but again, like if your LinkedIn profile is not updated, right, that shows a little bit of lack of professionalism from your side, specifically if you're applying to, to work at LinkedIn. So when it comes to having mm -hmm. a proper profile on LinkedIn, see LinkedIn, see LinkedIn profile as your CV, you know? Um, so, you know, like try to not make it too much of a detailed, right? Because obviously as a hiring mm -hmm. manager or as a recruiter, you know, you, and you know it yourself better than I do, you know, like you, we receive hundreds of, uh, well, hundreds maybe is exa exaggeration, but we receive a lot of 
uh, application and screening through all of them, you know, mm-hmm. as, as a, from a human perspective, you tend to, you know, like look at the most innovative one, you know, you need to like, you need, you tend to screen it through. So making sure that you put the important mm-hmm. information there and skip everything else, right? Um, because any, everything yeah. else can be done after your screening. So after you have, you know, uh, you made a good profile picture, and then you can share all the details in the interview process with the recruiter or the hiring manager. So it starts first with a quick, quick summary, right? And I, I would also encourage to maybe put, you know, like one liner about your passion, your hobbies, you know, personal statement, because it, mm-hmm. it shows again that, that human perspective behind the profile picture. Then we move to, uh, uh, to your experience, you know, short to the point, you know, your experience and the impact that you had. Um, uh, mm-hmm. and, I, and I think that that will do. We should also not overly complicate this, right? Uh, but the key thing is, mm-hmm. is not to make it too detailed because, you know, like, because when I read it, you know, I just scan it through, you know, and then I follow, follow it up with the CV if needed or in the discussion uh, from the, from the hiring perspective. But again, there's a template that, yeah, so the- that I always use as well. Uh, so if I can share it to you, to you, Owen, and then you can share it, share it with the audience or alternatively, you know, like just send, yeah. send, me, send me a connection request and I'm more than happy to share the LinkedIn template. And it basically tells you from step to step what you need to be doing to have a great LinkedIn profile. Brilliant. Absolutely. That'd be brilliant. Um, and I know it's important as well that, you know, you have the, the right terminology written on your LinkedIn profile so that you're visible to recruiters because what recruiters will do is they've access to LinkedIn recruiter and they'll put in the skills that they're looking for for that specific job spec. And if you don't have those skills on your LinkedIn profile, then you're not going to come up in their search and they're not going to reach out to you. Right. So right. it's important to have that terminology. So it's a good exercise to go through maybe job specs that you're looking at and you're interested in the companies that you're interested in and looking at the keywords on that job spec and making sure they're on your linkedin profile so you come up in those searches correct um one one last question i'm going to ask you uh raul is uh what is your top tip for anyone looking for a job right now let let me think for a sec uh i think be human that would be my top tip Mm -hmm. And uh, I have a story to share, you know, like, because when, when you asked me that question, the first thing in my mind came that story, right? And the, that's the power mm-hmm. of storytelling. Um, so when I was a manager, I had one candidate, right, um, that applied. He was from a Middle Eastern country, but he applied for French uh, speaking role. But he, he's, he was also, you know, a, a, a French speaker as well. And what I asked him, you know, like, in, you know, like from, from a from professional perspective, he had all the, you know, Majority of, of, of the needed requirements were in check, not all of them, right? But what really impressed me the most and where he differentiated himself, himself from, from, his, from the other peers that also showed interest in the position is the human aspect behind the, the one-hour conversation interview that you have or the human aspect behind the CV or a LinkedIn profile. Mm-hmm. He shared the story with me about his passion and I was hiring at that time for a, um, a IT role, right? Even though I always worked in sales, but... I was helping out another manager. So he shared his experience about what, why, what drives him to uh, apply for this role, you know, his passion about IT. So he, you know, he came from an unfortunate background, you know, he wasn't really from, not, not well off when it comes to financial perspective, right? So all the money he made, he used to travel to an internet cafe because they could not afford a uh, PC at home. And he spent all his 
money that he made working part-time to learn more about coding in general, right? And, he, and you know, he gave me a lot of details, the way, like, uh, how long he, he used to travel, you know, and he used to travel freaking one and a half hour just to go to Internet Cafe to, you know, to uh, uh, have a capable PC with connection to learn more about coding and all that other stuff that IT people do in general, right? That really impresses me a lot because I was thinking, you know, if you're so passionate about a certain certain topic that you're willing, you know, to use your own financial uh, financial uh, uh, money or terms or benefits, whatever you want to call it, and then also, you know, like your own time by traveling to learn about something, right? Not even knowing that you will get a job, yes or no. I think that was a you know great mm-hmm. example of showing. the passionate and showing showing a passionism about a certain topic, but also the human aspect uh, uh, that he really showcased in the interview. So again, emphasizing on making it also humane, you know, try to in interview. And I know it's tough because it's only one hour, one half hour, maybe max two hours. And you really want to, you know, you, if you really want to focus on your accomplishment, like everyone else, sometimes mm-hmm. we tend to forget also to showcase us as humans to other people. Human, hire human, right? But whenever I do the interviews, right, yeah. I always reserve. So I do interviews in one and a half hour. 30 minutes of my interviews, right, it's tell me about yourself. And then people come with slides, presentations, you know, and then they share their hobbies. And then for me, it's very easy also then, you know, like before we go to the next stage of interview to already have a good understanding from a human to human perspective, who am I talking to at the moment, right? Um, so I, I think that would be my my top tip, you know, make it humane. Absolutely. And you touched on storytelling there as well. Um, and actually, you know, when this is also relevant for presentations as well. If you tell a story to an audience, they're going to be much more engaged with you than if you just go through your experience and your educational qualifications. Everyone does that, right? And in an yeah. interview situation, if you can actually tell your story like your uh, candidate did, um and you know clearly was successful then from doing that uh that makes so much more of an impact uh in general in interviews and in presentations in when you're speaking to someone actually telling your story um is a lot more exactly. engaging so great exactly. tip bro uh, really good I tip the, i got the feedback i got the feedback as well owen right and that's long long time ago but yeah i got an interview and it was very general right and from experience was you know like the recruit uh called me with feedback and you were like, experience-wise, you nailed it, you had the right experience, but we felt that you didn't really showcase yourself in during the interview process. And I was like, tell me more, right? And they were like, well, you know, and yeah. that recruiter at that time mentioned to me that it felt that it was all an autopilot in a way, right? My answers. And that was a big learning mm-hmm. for me. I was like, okay, interesting. How can I do it better, right? How, how can I showcase my unique me in the interview process? Uh, and again, it's tough, you know, because you want to, you know, focus on your experience and numbers, at least if you're in sales environment and, you know, how great you are, etc. And, you know, things you can do better, blah, blah. However, like always be mindful of the hiring managers. We hire people, you know, we don't, we don't hire CVs or profiles. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, so emphasize on that as well. And yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you're going to be working with this person, you know, potentially 35, 40 hours a week as well. You know, you want to know who that person is rather than them just sort of telling you about their qualifications and why they're good for the job. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Really, really good advice, uh, Raul. Raul, thank you so much for joining. Uh, it's been eye-opening and the tips have been brilliant. 
um all the best at everything and uh yeah thanks for coming on the show yeah you're welcome thanks uh, for inviting me on appreciate it thank you for listening to the interview expert make sure to check out our website yourhire.ie where you can subscribe to the show and also find out more interview tips and tricks while you're at it if you found value in this show we'd appreciate a rating wherever you get your podcasts or if you simply tell a friend about the show that would help us out too Owen Murray is available for private coaching. See our website for details at yourheart.ie. Until next time, do good, feel good, and be good.